0: Hello, my lovey. You are an amazing, miraculous, gorgeous, complex creature. Welcome back to the show. Whatever you're navigating in the diaspora of pubecularness that is our earth, all right, what this podcast, ZFG Living Podcast, is here for you to do is get real about your mental health struggles get curious about what gifts they're bringing you, and how to rewrite not just our story, but our actual subconscious programming. So every week, we will explore proven strategies, paradigm-shifting perspectives. We're going to help you get unstuck and start living your most intentional, aligned, joyful life. So if you're ready to get out of overwhelm and into empowerment, if you're ready to stop surviving and start thriving, well, come on, grab your journal. Let's do this. Hello, my lovey. Welcome to ZFG Living Podcast. I am lucky enough to be interviewing Sarah Lowell. What does she do? Oh, only trains the cutest puppies on earth, and she does it virtually, which I think is so kickin'. Welcome, Sarah. So glad to have you. Thank you, Mel. Great being here. Absolutely. And We were just chatting about how cool it is that you can train puppies virtually, like mind blown. Tell me about that. Well, it's actually more about training the owner than training the puppy. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, fortunately, I can explain to the owner what they need to do. I have uh, instructional videos that they can watch. and, And that's often how I start a lesson is by showing them the video so that they can see what it is they need to do. Some people can follow directions, you know, verbal directions. Other people learn better through watching the video. Mm -hmm. And then they work with their puppy. And the cool thing is that I can watch them through a Zoom call and see things that they're not aware of Mm -hmm. where I can help them improve their training technique and improve the communication that they have with their puppy. And it's really effective. I really love it.
0: That's amazing. So when you are explaining how this is done, right? And then I'm, I currently do not have a dog. I have had dogs in the past and I think it's very cool and they're so smart. Uh, And so when you talk about training the human, I think that that is where a lot of uh, inconsistency can happen. (laughs) Um, Anyone who's ever tried to monitor their own diet can uh, attest to that because puppies are so stinking cute. So instead of giving in to the the puppiness and the cuteness, um, what are some tricks that you tell the humans so that they don't spoil the pup?
1: Well, it's important to be consistent. So, you know, puppies really thrive with routines and schedules. And if you are consistent with them, they're going to become more comfortable in their environment faster. They're going to learn faster and they're going to become the well-behaved dog that is what people really want. You Mm know, cuteness only lasts for so long.
0: <laughs> oh, now those are fighting words, Sarah. Yeah. Well, but if you've
1: had a puppy recently, I have a puppy, young puppy here that I'm um, working with. that's very, very fearful. And um, he, he's got some teeth on him mm. and um, always wanting to, you know, nip and bite and chew. And, and Um, You know, it's a good thing he's cute because I wouldn't put up with that from an adult (laughs) dog.
0: (laughs) That's why puppies and babies are cute, because they depend on us so completely and we'd better be uh, buying in. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly right. (laughs) Um, One of the reasons I love animals is because of the um, you like the mental health support aspect of it and just the physical, like just petting an animal, you know, regulates your heart rate. It, you know, can take you out of that fight, flight, freeze, fawn situation. And um, what when people are maybe in the midst of the puppy training and they're like, "Um, I would just like to have a roll of toilet paper exist in my house that isn't shredded by their little (laughs) puppy teeth. (laughs) Like what kind of like what length of process is it, you know, to where you kind of I know you don't humanize the puppy, but you get them to to allow the humans to live a, a little more easily inside the home. Well, it's kind of a
1: I won't say it's exactly a compromise, but the owners need to come to an understanding with their puppies. And um, that's where I can help them through teaching them the body language and what their puppies are trying to communicate to them. Because once they have that basic understanding, then they can meet the puppy's needs. Mm -hmm. And then that eliminates a lot of the frustrations that puppy owners have with the undesirable behaviors that Mm -hmm. puppies do. So, um, you know, through management is a big thing for young puppies because they just they don't know anything. They don't know anything about living in our homes. And they're going to entertain themselves wherever they find something that is, you know, worthy of their attention. So whether it's a, you know, roll of toilet paper that they're going to shred, or maybe it's the corner of an area rug, mm-hmm. or maybe it's, um, you know, a, a child's toy that was left out on the floor where the puppy had access to it. You know, they're going to chew, they're going to do things. And so, management is a big part of an early, you know, young puppy's life until they can get the training on board to know Mm -hmm. not to do those things. And it also helps the owner um, with their stress levels and their frustrations because working with a puppy is pretty much a 24 seven job and it can be very, um, well, it's time consuming. It's, it requires a lot of your energy to always Mm -hmm. know what the puppy's doing. And if you're not, if you don't know what the puppy's doing, invariably the puppy's getting into trouble. So (laughs) if you, you know, I strongly encourage the use of a crate or some sort of pen where the puppy can be confined in a a safe place for Mm -hmm. periods of time. And that gives the owner freedom to, um, you know, prepare a meal or take a shower or, you know, those basic life things that we Mm -hmm. have to do that, require your attention and you can't do well if you're it, it's the hard, it's a hard thing to multitask right so you know exactly. if you're baking and you're measuring ingredients yeah. you can't also be paying attention to where your puppy is so right. you know and- it's there, there's a lot of strategies that we use to get through that.
0: And I, I know I, for one, thought that putting the the dogs in a crate, that that was mean and cruel. And I didn't understand that, like, that's their room. And so, you know, as, you know, I learned more about animals and, you know, their need for, you know, that security, that, that place that's familiar smells. Um, then I realized and watching my own dog that he would retreat. You know, if they were busy, if we had people over, especially a bunch of little kids or something, you Mm -hmm. know, and be like, okay, peace out. I'm just going to go.
1: Exactly. And that's a very common misbelief because um, puppies don't regulate very well. They go and go and go Mm -hmm. and they get overstimulated when they get overtired. They don't get enough rest. And then it's like they're on steroids. I mean, they're just, um, you know, hyper Mm -hmm. energetic, hyper bitey. Hyper frantic, um, and that's no fun. So by using the crate, you know the crate serves several purposes. Um, It gives the puppy a comfortable, safe place to rest. Mm -hmm. And if we follow the the routines and the schedules that I mentioned earlier, um, you know puppies are just like babies, and if you have a a baby, you have regular scheduled nap times, right? right? Right. So it works the same way for a puppy. So it helps with their behavior. It decreases your frustration because the puppy is overstimulated because the puppy is overtired Mm -hmm. Uh, so the crate is good for napping Um, as you said dogs will seek it out if things are a little too chaotic for them Mm -hmm. Um, you know and dogs i can't say it enough but dogs really um they have routines and they thrive with routines and even having a friend over to the house is enough of a change in routine that it could be stressful for some dogs Mm -hmm. so if that's your dog then maybe he's going to go find a quiet place where he can be away from the stress of having a new person in the house and go to his crate which is a safe place a safe quiet place um I like, you know, for beyond that, I like the use of crates because if you have, you know, if you look at life from the puppy's perspective, Mm -hmm. um, if you have servicemen in your house working or you have workers that are going back and forth to the truck and come, you know, bringing in tools and equipment, um, if your puppy, if you're not watching your puppy, your puppy could easily slip out the door. So it's, you know, it's, it's to keep the puppy safe, but it's also for the owner's peace of mind, so right. you know it serves lots of um, good uses. And unfortunately, it is an uphill battle to get people to realize that it is a good thing and not a punishment or a bad right.
0: thing, right? And let me ask something about the crate. Um, I know that some dogs appreciate having uh the like sides covered. Tell me, can you tell me more about what that serves? Some do, um,
1: some. I find that um, overreactive dogs do better if their crate is covered because it uh, reduces the stimuli, okay? Okay? So a dog that's reactive is going to be stimulated by visual things, um, sounds, that kind of thing. And so the covering reduces a lot of that. So it can help calm the dog down. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some dogs that are a little bit fearful, and they might feel better being in a more solid um, environment.
0: Right. Meaning it's kind the of like a cave, cupboard. like you kind of retreat to exactly. a nice, cozy spot. exactly.
1: Rather than, you know, the my favorite crate is a wire crate, but it's very open and exposed. And mm-hmm. so for a fearful dog, I might cover at least the back. So they have, you know, a little bit of security and they don't feel like they're in a fishbowl.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Because they'll be self-conscious, too.
1: I don't know if they're self-conscious, but they might be anxious about things that are going on in their world.
0: Oh, I love it. And and make the world smaller, you know, give them their little space. Exactly. Exactly. So how hard is it to be, uh, you know, firm and, uh, you know, consistent when the puppies are just getting their puppy on, you know, they're just puppying (laughs) around. What do you recommend for uh, puppy owners to, you know, to keep that balance? Um, I recommend
1: that they look at what they want their puppy, the dog they want their puppy to grow into. Okay. And so if they look ahead and they say, well, I want a dog that is, I can take places with me. We can go on walks. We can go to the park. Maybe we can go hiking. Uh, We can go camping and be in campgrounds, you know, and you look at all the skills that your dog needs to do those things because we love our dogs. It's fun Mm -hmm. to take our dogs places and have them with us. Um, But if you don't have that long term goal in mind, it's easy to give in to the cute puppiness and not be as consistent with Mm -hmm. the training or with the you know, the structure that the puppy really needs to learn how to live with us in our homes. So I just do my best to give the owners um, strategies and plans in their Mm -hmm. training. And I hold them accountable um, when we do checkups and when we have conversations, because I work a lot with first time dog owners and they don't know Right. You know, they don't know what they need to do. And so I really take that to heart and want to guide them so that they do have a well-behaved puppy because it's a well-behaved puppy and a well-behaved dog that is going to make their lives better. Mm-hmm. A dog that is not trained or that is reactive or uh, it's not getting its needs met, like a very energetic dog that's with somebody that leads a sedentary lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that are going to cause the owner stress. And sure. so, you know, it's it's not about only about having a well-trained puppy or a well-trained dog, but it's about making their life better. And there, Mm -hmm. you know, as she said earlier, there are so many benefits of um, having a a well-behaved dog. It's just the comfort of having that dog up against you. You know, maybe you're watching TV and the dog is on the sofa right next to you and you can reach down and pet that silky fur. You know, there's a tactile benefit to it because dogs are not judgmental. You know, Mm -hmm. they just want to be there with us. And um, there are feel-good hormones that are released when we are around dogs so it's the serotonin the dopamine but it also has physical benefits mm-hmm. so as you mentioned the heart rate blood pressure can be reduced anxiety depression you know there's tons and tons of benefits so um, but it's harder to do that if you don't have a, a well-trained dog
0: right right if they're stressing you out that's going to uh, counteract those benefits pretty darn quickly so um i know that you will be right when this podcast comes out you'll be launching a program and you do your program several times throughout the year or how does do. how do people work with you yep i do that um about uh
1: 6 times a year is i introduce the program and i open it up for registrations and the program runs um, runs about four months, but mm-hmm. they have six months time to get through it because we know life gets in the way. So it's basically yes. a six month program, and by um, opening it up a couple times a year, it gives me time to get the the one group through to where they're um, understanding what they need to know to actually be training with their puppies, and they're they're more or less practicing. And mm-hmm. then I could bring another group through that that needs more. Uh, one-on-one attention because they do need that, you know, when they start the training program.
0: Right. Yeah. They're at the beginning, especially uh, like you said, first time pet owners are it's just like guide me, Obi-Wan. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been really fun talking about puppies and their humans. And it's, it's just such a delightful bond. I'm just, I love the work that you do. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed being here as well. My lovey, thank you so much for listening. If this episode struck a chord with you, just know you do not have to be defined by whatever bullshittery has happened to you. And you can experience joy while you work on the heavier stuff. There's a link in the show notes where you can book a call with me and talk about how you can move forward with that. Because there's so much joy in living and you don't have to have it be heavy all the time.